So we had over here a Gemara, where the Gemara discussed the halacha of Masara of L'shtuchi Abal in the context of a woman who got married. Her father promised a nadin to the son-in-law. So he promised to give a certain amount of support or whatever it was to the son-in-law. And then his daughter died. So she died. So we have over here a halacha, that in the event that there was nisuin, so then the halacha is, the husband is going to yarshin her. In the event that there was no nisuin, then the halacha is, the husband is not going to yarshin her. The Brysa said that even Masara of the Abal would constitute nisuin with regards to this halacha. So if it was a good Masara of the Abal, and then afterwards she died, then the halacha is, he's going to yarshin the nadin. If it wasn't a good Masara of the Abal, and then he died, for example, the father went along, or the shluche of the father went along, that's not a Masara of the Abal, that's not considered nisuin. If she dies, the father's going to get back his nechassin, he's not obligated to pay up, and the whole nadin goes fifing, that is the... Halacha that the Gemara said. Now the truth is that we had a brisa in yesterday's daf, daf mem zayin and that discussed a very similar halacha. The brisa said, "Kosav la peiros ksus fekelim sheyavoyu ima mi beisavir la beisvayla." A father promised his son-in-law a nag mesa, and she died. Rashi explained the Gemara. It's talking about that she died min ha erisin, and we had a machlokes Rav Nosson and the Chachamim whether or not the husband is going to yarshin now the nadin, or the husband's not going to yarshin the nadin. Do you say that although the father promised the nadin, he only promised it adaita the hachi that they would actually get married? They, had, they would have Nesuin, but if there was going to be no Nesuin, then they never meant to promise the nadin. Or no, maybe there was erisin. Erisin is enough. The Chachamim said. So the Brysa said that if she dies, the Chachamim said, Rab Nassim argued, Rab Nassim said that if she dies, it says Toysfis, it comes out then, the way Rashi explained the Gemara, that this Gemara that we have here on Memchesim Abbas, where the Gemara brings a Brysa that's Mefurish, that the only time a husband would Yarshin the Nadin if his wife died, is if it was Masar of Lushluchi Abal, is obviously going according to the Chachamim, in the Brysa of Memzayinam and Aleph, that Mino Erisin you don't Yarshin. The Nadin. Because if even in the Erisin you Yarshin the Nadin, who cares that it wasn't a good Masra of the Shulchei Abal? They had a good Erisin, and even in the Erisin you already Yarshin the Nadin. The Teretz is, it was only Rav Nassin that said that the husband would Yarshin a Nadin of his wife, Mino Erisin. But the Chachamim argued, the Chachamim said that you wouldn't Yarshin the Nadin. The Halach is like the Chachamim, and that's why this Bryson, Dachman Chesam Beis, is going according to the Chachamim. But the truth is that that Gemara, Memzayinam and Aleph, the way we learned the Gemara yesterday, and the way we just explained it right now, was only Rashi's sheet in the Gemara. Rabbeinu Tam had a different shot in the Gemara. Rabbeinu Tam had many kashas in the Gemara, and because of that, Rabbeinu Tam argued with Rashi. Rabbeinu Tam said, there's no one in the world that's going to hold that... Uh, Father who promises a nadin for his daughter and uh, her husband. And then she dies, Mena and that the father has an obligation to give the nadin. The chiyo, the nadin was only a day to the hachi that they were going to be nisuin, they were going to live together, husband and wife. But to the extent it was only going to be Erisin, the Gemara said as far that what benefit does he have in exchange for him giving the nadin? He can call him my son in law, says Rabbi Tam. If all they had was Erisin, that's not considered an Adam. And Adam is when they're actually married. So it's for that reason, said Rabbi Tam, that it was Poshit that the Gemara. The Machlik is Rav Nassim and the Chachamim was only Minanisuin. How it wasn't Minanisuin. It was only Minanisuin. It wasn't Minanisuin.
Says Rabbeinu Tam, however, one, and it's for that reason, Rabbeinu Tam Paskin, there was a story with a chosan echad whose wife died, and the father of the kala had not given yet the nadin, and the Rabbeinu Tam Paskin, that the father is not obligated to give the nadin. Why is he not obligated to give the nadin? Because he said that the halacha is that even, meaning, I'm not explaining this well. Rabbeinu Tam said that the Gemara was talking Dafka Minanasuin. The Gemara was not talking Minanasuin. Minanasuin, there's no tzad that the husband would yarshin, that, that the husband would yarshin the Nadin. The whole tzad in the Gemara that the husband would ever yarshin the Nadin is only if it was Minanasuin, but not if it was Minanasuin. If so, we have a Machlaikis Ramnason and the Chachamim, whether the father, whether the husband yarshins it, it's talking even when it was Minanasuin. And if the Allah is like the Chachamim, that you don't Yarshin, that means even Minan Asuin you don't Yarshin, which is a tremendous Chiddush. According to Rashi, the whole sugyu was where it was Minan Erisin. So it's only Minan Erisin that the Chachamim said that the husband would Yarshin. But if it was Minan Asuin, then the husband certainly would Yarshin. Like the Gemara's Mashman, Dafmem Chesam, and Beis. That once it's Masar of Lushluchi Abal, there's no question that the husband's going to Yarshin. Rabbeinu Tam argued with Rashi. Rabbeinu Tam said that there was never a Machloikis Minan Erisin because there was no tzad that you should be able to Yarshin Minan Erisin. The whole Machloikis was even Minan Asuin. That means even when there's already an Asuin, still you have a Machloikis from Nasan and the Chacham. And we pass like the Chachamim, that the husband would not Yarshin. So what's then the sugya over here on Memzayin, the sugya on Memchesa Medez? So Rabbeinu Tam said that, you know what it depends on? It depends on whether or not the Nadin is still in the Rishus of the father, or whether the Nadin is right now going to be in the Rishus of the husband. Rabbeinu Tam said that if the father still has the Nadin in his Rishus, it's Bichahai Gavna that the father is not obligated to give the Nadin. It's when the Nadin is in the Rishus of the father, in the Rishus of the husband, that's when the husband would Yarshin it, that's when the husband would Yarshin it. Brings there are Tam Paskin that way. Halacha l'maisa bechasan echad shemesa ishtoi v'hoya avi akayla kala muchzik benedunya uposak deloizocha habal bekoyach shmaitin. And if you look in Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber brings two days. Halacha l'maisa where a a woman gets married. The father promised a nadin, and then the woman died. The father is the one that's muchzik in the nadin. Whether or not the father has an obligation to give the nadin, or he doesn't have to give the nadin. Why is it two days in Shulchan Aruch? It's a machlokes. Rashi, Rabbeinu Tam. According to Rashi, the only time the Gemara had it said that the father would not have to give the nadin was it was, was Menaherisin. That was the machlokes from Nosson and the Chacham in the Brayso on Daf Mem Zayin on Aleph. But if it was Menanesuin, then there's no question you would have an obligation to give it. Even if the father's muchzik, it doesn't matter. The father would still have an obligation to give it. However, according to Rabbeinu Tam, that's not true. There was never a mandama that said that the husband Yarshins his wife Mina Erisin. The machlokes from Nosson and the Chachamim and the Brayso and Zayin and Aleph was all Min Hanesuin. And even Min Hanesuin, the Chachamim said the husband does not yarshin his wife, it's going when the father's muchsik in the nadin, and for that reason, the father wouldn't have to give the nadin. And halacha l'maysa, I'll read to the Ramah, in Hilchus Kedushin, Eben Ezer, Simen Nunbez, it's Kedai, ha-poisek moyes l'chasone o'lobitoi, someone who promised money to his daughter and his son-in-law, the kinsa, they got married, v'achakach meisabas, and afterwards, the girl died, v'adayin lo'inosan, and he didn't give the money yet, yeshayim some say, shazachavim ha-baal, v'tzorich lit, and the komash ha-posak, says the parentheses, who are those shittas, Rashi, v'aram v'aram, umar t'cha b'shem ri ha-lovon, v'rabbeinu tam pireish, however, rabbeinu tam argued, it's rabbeinu tam and toisim, 
is daf mem zayin and aleph the loy zocha behen abal that the husband was not zocha umikayach sofik halacha lemaisa says the ramah it's a sofik so what do you do when you have a sofik loyf maskin b'mayin menav you're gonna leave the money by the father you're not gonna be able to take it away so this is the more technical part of this sugya but there's another part of this conversation and this is where it gets very gishmak rabbeinu tam went and rabbeinu tam said another psak halacha rabbeinu tam said that although it's poshit that even me, that I hold, that after Nesuin, it's possible that the husband wouldn't yarshin the nadin that the shver promised into the marriage. That's only if the father was still muxik in the nadin. But once the husband has the nadin, then it's poshit that the husband's going to get it. Even Rabbi Rutam was only going when the father still had it. But once the husband has it, miikiradin. <coughs> There's no question that the husband's going to be able to keep it. However, and I'll read it to you, Toysus already brings Rabbeinu Tam. Says, Toysus, Rabbeinu Tam made another takona. And loy mi It wasn't done api alocha, but it was a takona that he made. Shafilu bal muxik. Even if the husband is already muxik in the nechasim, sheyachser, he should give it back to the shver in mesa betoy chashana. If she dies within the year, and then he says v'chazabay b'seif yomam yoyse takana, and then at the end of his life, Rabbeinu Tam was chayzer from this takana. And this takana that Tosfos quotes Rabbeinu Tam is brought down in Shulchan Aruch, and it's known as the takanas shum, and shum is a Rosh Tevis for shapira. <laughs> Varmaiza and Magentia. These were three cities in, in Europe where apparently this takona was taken up and it was Rabbeinu Tam's takona. The Rabbeinu Tam says, although me ikradin, there's no question in the world that the husband really has a schos. He's zoicha in this once he has it in his hand. However, Rabbeinu Tam felt that that's not the way that it should be. I'll just read to you the Ramah inside. Oitikein Rabbeinu Tam v'chach meitzorfas she'afim kfar nosana ova nedunyo even if the father already gave them a dunya, in Mesa Isha Oya Ish Toich Shonuri Shaina within Shonuri Shaina Beloi Zerek Hayam, assuming there's no children, Choizer Hakoyla of everything goes back to the father. Oily Yorshe Ames Veish Oimrim Oid the Af Beshana Shnia even in the second year Yachzeru Chatsi Hanadunya Vechena Minik Poshe BeMedinas Elu Shinoyagim Bazek Takonas Kihilois Shum VeDafka Mashu BeEn Choizer Avamasha Hoitzi and he says for that reason. That it could be if the chassan wants to sell his nechassan within the first two years after he gets married, the her yarshin have a right to be moicha. They can block the sale because let's see, let's see what happens. Let's make sure she lives out the two years. If she doesn't live out the two years, he doesn't have a right to go ahead and spend it. So there's a lot. There's a, there's a big arichas here in the neisa kelim. A lot of interesting discussions regarding this halacha, this takana shum. Number one was it only a shver that promised his son-in-law. What about a shver that promises his daughter-in-law? That's one of the discussions. But another very interesting discussion over here is what happens if it was a Shonam Uberis? What happens if it was a Shonam Uberis? And she died in the 13th, and she died in the 13th month. So would that 13th month be considered as part of the 12 months? Or would it not be considered as part of the 12 months? Rabbi Tam's Gzeru was for 12 months, not for 13 months. So the Beishmuel brings that the Poiskim said, Shonam Uberis, Umesa B'chodesh Yud Gimel, Kivan De'enim Mefurish B'takono, so the Aloche is that the husband would yash in his wife. That's what he would say. But then he brings from the Marie Vile that the Marie Vile said that wherever it says Shana, Chaydesh Ibar is always going to be included. And being that the Zero of Rabbeinu Tam was Shana, it's for that reason the 13th month would be considered Shana. So in other words, the Beishmur brings them a Chlaikis If it was a Shana Muberes and she died in the 13th month, so it's still 
However, it's 13 months, it's after 12 months already. Whether or not Rabbeinu Tam's Takonas Shum would apply or Rabbeinu Tam's Takonas Shum would not apply. There's an interesting chuva from the Chassam Soifat. Chassam Soifat has several chuvas regarding Takonas Shum. He has here in Evan Ezra Chelek Aleph, Simon Kufiu Test, the title of the chuva is Chodesh Ibor Inichlal Bitakonas Shum. So he has a whole Arichos, a very interesting discussion in general, in general with regards to the Takonas Shum. And then at the end, he says something beautiful. He says that the Marivile said that if it's a Shana Mu'uberes, there's no question that the 13th month is going to be considered part of the year. So he brings that the Shevyakiv was Matmir. Shevyakiv says that I looked in Rabbeinu Tam Sefer Ayosha. And Rabbeinu Tam Sefer Ayosha, he explained why he made his Takana for 12 months, and not more than 12 months. And he said the reason is because for 12 months, a person is very saddened by something that happens. So shikha starts kicking in after 12 months. But after, after 12 months, a person doesn't really have shikha. So said the Rabbeinu Tam, so for the 12 months after you give your money, it's something that's Rami Adaite. But once 12 months pass already, at that point, you're not worried about it. So Shav Yaakov said that it's Mefurish, the Shvuz Yaakov, I'm sorry, the Shvuz Yaakov said that it's Mefurish from Rabbeinu Tam that the issue was related to the person forgetting or not forgetting, how much is it going to tip him? How much is it going to bother him? So being that it's yud based chaydish, that's the way Chazal will always convey that up to 12 months, something is, is a daite, but after 12 months, he already forgets. So that even if it's a shana muberes, meaning if it's a loch and a shana, then you're right, shana would be 13 months if it's a shana muberes. But it's a din in yud based chaydish. It's not a din in shana. I mean that it's a din in yud based chaydish. It's for that reason that it shouldn't be that way. Zokta, Chsam Soifer, he disagrees. He argues. And I'll just read it to you inside. He says, I want to explain to you, why is it that Chazal said that up to 12 months a person still remembers things? It's only after Yud Beis Chodesh that he has Shikha. He says, the reason is, the Bishana Yesh Hekiv Kolayomim. During the course of a year, you have different Kufas. You made Simcha, you made Soymois, Vishari and Yonim, Shiesh Lachol Yom Biyomoy, Shemoire Liskar Inyan. Vim Ovar Shona, Behekiv Kolzmanim, it's only then that Kfar Hoitsi Mi Daitoi. Vim Kain, Kivan Shaloi Kolu Hamoy Adim. The reason a person remembers for 12 months and he only first starts forgetting after 12 months, it's not a word in Yud Beis Chodesh, it's a word in a year. Because a person, let's say, loses uh, a, 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 someone from the Mishpacha. So it comes Pesach, they remember, oh, you remember Pesach used to be like this. And then it comes Purim and Shavuos. And, and it's the different Kufis that's Ma'ur the person, his Zikorin. Once you go through a full cycle of life without that person, that's already when you could start having the Choma. That's when the Avelos wears off. That's when the Shikha kicks in. So says the Chassam Soifer, if the year is 13 months, then the cycle doesn't complete itself for 13 months. And it's based on that, he says, there's no question that it's not going to be shver. This is where he says his famous Chiddush regarding Parsha Zohar. He says, I'll prove it to you from Parsha Zohar. Because Parsha Zohar, you only say once a year. Why once a year? There's a mitzvah in the Torah. You have to remember what Amalek did. It says in the Torah, Leishishkach. Why is once a year enough? Because for Yud Beis Chodesh, you remember. After Yud Beis Chodesh, you don't remember anymore. It's a What happens in a Shana Muberis? Where there's 13 months from Parsha Zohar to Parsha Zohar. So it leaks to the Chassam Soifer. Bishloima. We who lame. 
the entire cycle of the Hamishay Chumshay Torah once a year, so we can be Yoitza, our Kriyas, Parashas Lachem, Parashas Kiseitze. That's why they give a clap sometimes, Parashas Kiseitze, to pay attention if it's a Shana, we have to ask the Gabba, if it's a Shana Mu'uberes. But what about the Bnei Marova, asks the Chsam Soifer. With there, the Gemara says, Masechus Megillah, they used to finish it every three years. Because if they used to finish every three years, how did they have Parashas Lachem? The Teretz is that when we say that something is not Nishkach Menalev, it's not a word in Yud Beis it's a word in a shana. It's a year. It's a full cycle, and it's for that reason. Even if be a shana muberes, even if be a shana muberes, you would still have this as well. Just one interesting thing. Look in Ravenu Tam in the Sefer Ayosha at the very end. He says Adava Nifla. Here's the punchline. Trust me. He says Ravenu Tam. He explains why he did what he did. Why he made the takana. And he thought it was a very important takana to make. This takana shum. And at the end he says as follows. After I made the takana, I remembered what the Pasik says, in, what it says in the Teres Koyanim. I have the Teres Koyanim right here. Actually, the Teres Koyanim is on the Pasik that says, It's in the Teichacha of Parches Bechul Koysai. Says the Teres Koyanim. What does it mean? It's referring to somebody. Adam Shemasi as Bitoi. Somebody married off his daughter and he promised the son-in-law a lot of money. And before the Yemei Mishta passed, his daughter already died. This person is going to bury his daughter. He's going to lose his money as well. And that's for Tam Lorik Koychachem. That all the Koych that you put in, Tam Lorik, it's going to go away. Mamish Lorik, Imzis, you're going to lose everything. So he writes, says Rabbeinu Tam, I gave a Shvach Vayda to Hashem, Shezochinu Lotzeis Miyoyis Kiruyim, Vitoychachoy Shezhaninu Bapashas Atechacho. That I felt like we were relieved from this terrible teichacha, and at the end he says, "Ukeshem sheyatzanu mizoyis kachnetze mikogzei Israelis v'nespaser toivay shmuos v'shalom al Yisrael." In the back of the Torahs Koyanim, there's a pirush from one of the Kadmonim, the Hagoyis Marid, and I'll just read it to you inside. He re- writes as follows: "V'neskalo li b'chaloim." He says, "I had a giloy in the chaloim b'shnas tofresh yud dalid b'chodesh iyar." That the reason Rabbi Yaakov Ishtam was known as Rabbeinu Tam, Avur Shehu Tiken, Tiken Chazores Hanadunya, was because of this Takona, the Takonas Shum Ubitel Zuhaklolo Shel Vitam Lorim. It's a Ryan, not like that. And 